Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 193rd episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict. You may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me, as always, is my friend, co-host, Croatian vacationing buddy. Ooh. Didn't even try to do that on purpose. God. Frederick. Yes, sir. We back. We back. We back from Croatia. We're back from summer. Back from the dead. Back from the dead. We're back in... We're back in general. We're back in business. Back in business, boys. Uh, today, we are going to be having... An exceptional episode. And by that, I mean, you know, hopefully a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking a couple mini reviews. I'm thinking, I'm not going to do all of these, but I'm thinking we'll just uh-huh. run through. Or maybe we do like literal little, like, little... two sentencers. Okay, okay. Uh, depending on if you have some, because I think there's like two here that I like I've, I've got. About. I've got quite a few, all right, I we think. Can, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see. Uh, and of course, we are finally going to talk about the latest Tom Cruise film. God, it's been, a, it's been... A month overdue. A month overdue for this. I mean, a year since the last Tom Cruise film. Uh, we did see Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One in 4DX yesterday, God. And, and boy, wasn't it! An, it was an experience. <laughs> boy, do we have thoughts and possible <laughs> physical injuries from said experience. I was wheeled here. <laughs> um, but before we get to all that, there are time codes down below. By the way, uh, I just thought we should we should open it up because it's been a while since we we had some anecdotes. Some anecdotes. We've got some things going on. You went all the way to Japan. I and did. We kind of glossed over that. So I think in any just a little Japan recap for the pod fans. God. Then a quick little Croatia recap, and then you know, and then we, we get into we it. Jump into some mini reviews. So there are well, time I'm, codes down below. I need but. to I need to remember when like how many pods have we recorded since I got back from uh, from Japan? Only the one. And Only we, the one. We, so and we, we just kind of. Yeah, it's just it. like, okay. yeah, Freddy was gone, I guess. Okay. Well, Who gives a shit? <laughs> What's new, I guess? <laughs> um, yeah, went to Japan. Genuinely one of the best trips of my life. It was actually so, so incredible. We went, um, did like, a, not a road trip, but we did like a kind of trip all the way around the kind of central part of Japan. Went to Tokyo. Mm. Went to Nagoya. Ooh. Went to Katsura. No. We did. Damn. Went to Koyasan. What? <laughs> In the patient's mouth, son. <laughs> <laughs> went to Kyoto. Yep. And then we went up to Mina... Mina... Mina Kato, Mina Kato, I think. I love Mina 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 Kato Kato Kato. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me just hoping I wouldn't do you like that. <laughs> like, diff- like, we had different uh, experiences and different, like, you know, activities we're doing in each of the places, but it was actually... A nice kind of well-rounded trip where in the bigger cities like Tokyo and Kyoto, it's a lot more just seeing the city, getting some like, it's more the stereotypical kind of wow factor of Japanese culture. That was, uh, I, I really loved. And then in the smaller places that I mentioned, it's more going on hikes, going on some of the pilgrim routes, seeing the shrines, relaxing in the hot spring onsens. Mm. Just delightful, right? Mm. Um, one anecdote from it. Sitting in the hot spring, yes. late late at night, and the hot springs are completely nude. Of course, which is freeing experience. I can imagine. Um, and I'm sitting there stargazing. I'm just having a good time, right? And I'm the only one in the onsen at the time. Mm. I'm like, okay, hopefully no one comes. But if someone comes, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all good. It's, it's all good. And then a an elderly gentleman comes in, uh, from Japan, and I'm like, okay, no worries. Then he sits next to me, and I'm like, oh shit, this is about to, <laughs> this is about to get weird. <laughs> Is my boy about to throw down? <laughs> Forget the stars. The real star is here. Um, but then, and he doesn't speak any English, I find out. Mm. And I obviously don't speak much Japanese. And then he starts talking to me. I'm like, oh, God. We're sitting there completely nude right next to each other. And then we actually just start in the most broken, like, sign language, Japanese, English kind of hybrid. 
start talking to each other, just start chatting about life. This is a beautiful moment. It's weirdly, incredibly magical. <laughs> we were just kind of looking up the stars as we're both sitting there completely nude talking about life. I mean, yeah, a starlit... There's every, every aspect of that story, mainly the nudity, mm. adds a adds an element to, I don't know, just a, a weird magic in the it, air. It was, you know? There was a weird magic in the air. I felt sparks. And as you put it, it was a very, in, like, by the book, Nick Miller Tran moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does feel very Tran uh, from New Girl. Nick you Miller are a vibes. huge baby. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, I mean, that specifically sounds like it was worth the, yeah, the travel in general. Worth, worth the experience. But, um, um, yeah, overall, just a, a brilliant trip. I enjoyed very much. It looked like an amazing time. I'm not going to lie. It looked like a very fun time. Um, and, and the trip yeah. you and I will do together at some point in our lives. Absolutely. Possible Boom. future bachelor party. Let's Who's go. to say? Let's go. Um, and then we did also, the two of us together, mm. we hit a little trip along with some other friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Irrelevant to the Irrelevant. story. Irrelevant. <laughs> Not needed. <laughs> we went to a Split in Croatia. Mm-hmm. And uh, for like a week-long holiday. And I mean, you know, it's just the best time. I'm, it I'm, was... Just positively delightful. I don't really have any any complaints. I mean, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Yeah. Um, incredible blue water, and we, I think we just had a great game plan where we did we did quite a lot of stuff, but, but we didn't not do too, too much, much stuff. Yeah. You know, we had some fun nights out. We played some games. Saw some. Uh, we went to Kraka National Park. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Saw some beautiful waterfalls. We played True American one played night. True American. Can I also just say, and not to sound like a braggart, right? Mm. I've been on many uh swimming and kind of you know kind of yeah basically swimming destin- uh, designated locations on holiday you're a maldives regular what can i say but i think genuinely this might be the holiday i've swam the most yeah we so spent hours and in especially the, the two of us like a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. from the friend group they were up you know tanning chatting playing cards games that's it's all good but there was and i just kind of timed this because i saw when we went in and when we got out of the water there's one day where and we might have gotten out like once to like jump in like back into the water sure, from, like yeah. there's like a high diving kind of thing yeah we were in the water for three hours straight. Just, yeah, just I floating. don't doubt it. Because it, it was, was, we were sitting there, it was like the water was quite salty, so you didn't have to like, you know, use too much energy to stay afloat. And the water was the perfect temperature. And it was God, beautiful. It was, good. It was and, beautiful. No, not a big complaint. The beaches there, not a lot of sand beaches where we were, a lot of rocky mm-hmm. beaches. And I found it not super comfortable to sit on, yeah. which is fine, because we spent the whole time in the water. Yeah. Genuinely, I spent like whole days basically in the water getting out to like re-up sunscreen occasionally but yeah it was salty enough where you can float very easily so you don't really get tired it was just fun it was co- uh, not cozy but it was just it was kind of cozy <laughs> it was kind of cozy, was kinda cozy. <laughs> i want to say it but it was hugging big hugging vibes <laughs> uh no it was awesome um and we we did like a boat tour where they had free wine all day on the boat god and, yeah i uh, saw a pirate ship and or not a pirate ship sunken shipwreck whatever it was awesome uh very good time excuse me very good time highly recommend um, yeah, just kind of a magical thing, and you know? And we, we were, our Uber driver's name, literally God. <laughs> yeah, our Uber driver was called God, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of intense, but also, so baller. dare I say epic? <laughs> dare I say, yeah, kind of a holy trip. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the final note I'd say is that in the, oh, basically in the past couple of years that I've discovered, because also last year I went to Lisbon, all this kind of stuff, there are these places when you're a kid and you imagine when I'm an adult, I'm going to go on vacations and I mm. see these beautiful things. And as you become an adult, you're thinking like, oh, was this kind of... In my head, was this like from movies like that water can look this pretty and that, you know, you can yeah. have these kind of almost cartoonishly nice vacations sitting there sipping wine on a mm. boat, whatever. And for the past couple of years, it's very possible. I'm not that, like on a pretty good budget, I'm not going to lie. We're not 
very rich men. <laughs> we are not the richest of dudes. This was funded by ourselves, uh, yeah. and it's it's quite a manageable thing. So honestly, highly recommend Split Croatia out there to anyone. I mean, okay, we like we shouldn't be ungrateful for our positions in life. Exactly. I'm sure there's some people who cannot do this, to be clear. Mm. But I'm not. We're not like you know. But this is not a top one percent kind right. of thing. Right? Yeah. It's hopefully a, <laughs> <laughs> we discover our place in the world. With this podcast. We discover. This podcast has put us highest possible ranking. <laughs> we are the number one tax bracket. Um, anyway, awesome stuff. Great things. Uh, <laughs> new rap album just dropped. Awesome stuff. Great things. Uh, should we get into some mini reviews? I think we should. There are also ones that are not included here, but over the summer, I went on a bit of a, as they say, a Kino binge. <laughs> Bit of a Kino rampage, <laughs> as all the cool kids say. All I them, went on a Kino binge. <laughs> them top one percenters. <laughs> the ladies swoon when the I people, say this. The people who can go to Croatia right, go right. on Kino binges. <laughs> um, and I watched other stuff like The Godfather and Scarface and stuff. And you know, but who wants to talk about that? <laughs> Real quick, just some ones that I had some some brief thoughts on. I'll just I'll just ram- ramble these off. Seven Psychopaths. Mm. A very fun, quite nutty movie. Okay. It's a uh, Martin McDonough who did In Bruges, did Three Billboards, Banshees of Inisherin. I think this is his only other movie. Uh, it does star the Feral and the uh, the Rockwell Ooh. and what's he called? Fuck, what's his name? Oh, the uh... give me give me someone to say in his accent. Christopher Walken. Oh, oh his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guess who it was? <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Um, and Christopher Walken. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I'm walking here. Yeah, it was a dark comedy like the other ones. Just a very funny movie. Good okay. time. Very nutty, feral performance. He's like an nutty alcoholic fer- screenwriter. Okay, okay. Um, I watched Alien and the Aliens. Just quite good movies. Nice. Uh, pretty, I see. Is that, is that, are, those are the original ones with, yeah, uh, with Ripley? The Ripley. I see the hype. Good movies. And I'll say her as well. Mm. I watched her. Not gonna lie. Kind of mid? Little bit mid. I don't know. Not, I, I've not seen it. Because I'd, I'd heard so many. I'd heard. Ooh, very nice. I'd uh, heard a lot of really good things. Um, and it's one of those, especially on Letterboxd, it's one of those, like, everyone has to watch her. And if you're mm. a film person, whatever. Okay. Um, and it was just, it was definitely good. Joaquin, as you'd expect. Good Joaquin. Very good. Okay. You know, the, and all the, there is good chemistry there. Maybe, I think it was a victim of being overhyped. Her, it's Joaquin and... Uh, Christopher Walken, <laughs> <laughs> the sexiest AI voice. Uh, him and Scarlett Johansson, mm. and uh, yeah, but it was just it was. It just didn't strike me. I was like, I finished and I was. I don't know. I don't want to say I was like, oh, that was it. But I was kind of like, okay, you know, okay. I, it was a good movie. It was Met? a good movie, but it wasn't. So what? What's the plot? He Scarlett falls in love with Scarlett Johansson robot, and um, and then it's like, can you love a AI robot? And then it kind of. I can't even remember now what I was thinking, but I talked about about it to a friend who also thought it was pretty mid, and it was like. I don't know. There were some unintentionally kind of funny moments. Okay. Um, there's some interesting stuff about like romance and sex and this kind of stuff. And then there, I don't know. There are a couple of Joaquin masturbating scenes that were like not super. There's on. a couple. <laughs> there's multiple Joaquin masturbation scenes in this I think movie. So. I think the script probably had multiple Phoenix touches himself. Mm. Uh, you know, directions as. As they're reading the script out loud in the entire movie, <laughs> yeah. you just see Joaquin crack a smile. It's time to really put on a show. Um, no, but I, I the Joaquin know. Phoenix rises. <laughs> I can't even remember exactly what the scenes were, but uh, not the masturbating ones. I remember. The- <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I remember everything. But there were a couple moments that were kind of unintentionally funny. And I don't know, it was just like, it was good. It was fine, but it wasn't, I was like, okay, you know, that was kind of exactly what I thought would happen in it. And then mm-hmm. it was kind of just over. And I was like, all right, it was good. It was good. It was good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let, Go me, for it. let me hit you with a, with a few ones that I watched on the plane uh, to and from Japan. Mm. Um, a lengthy trip. A lengthy trip, to be sure. Um, I'll start off with these three. I did watch The Hangover 1 and 2. Oh, classic movies. Hangover, especially the first one. Especially the first one. Hangover 2, not as good as I remembered it, but still enjoyable, I think. Mm. I don't remember... I, I remember the third one being not so great, but I... That wasn't an option on the movie on, on the plane, so I was like, you know, that's that's <laughs> so fine you, by you me. Rioted. So rioted. <laughs> Get me the fucking Hangover Three. Where the fuck is Cooper? <laughs> um, but so it was, you know, just good times. I think we've all, I think we've talked about them before in the pod and stuff. Just uh, enjoyable. <laughs> that's such and, a bro moment. I think we've all seen the Hangover. Around come here. on, the hangover, we've all we've all had one. We've all seen it. You know how it is. Enjoyable Galifianakis. Right. And then, I don't know if you've heard of this, but I watched Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham. <laughs> uh no i've not heard of i mean it's like an is an animated one yeah yeah my lord is at mid what <laughs> what a strange choice i, I to don't watch. know you're like, like you know what hangover one two i'm, I'm in the the movie watching mood mm-hmm. let's do batman <laughs> gotham's time batman gotham's time <laughs> the doom new... that came to gotham sir <laughs> okay sorry sorry so weird it's one of the weirdest Bat- I mean, weirdest movies I've ever seen. It's like Batman, but it's like the, in the 1920s or something. Oh. In, in is, he like a, is he a steampunk kind of thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Put away my fan art? Wait a minute, this is steampunk Batman assembling costume as I'm saying it. Boom. Do you mind if I spoil this movie for you? Not remotely. I'd never even heard of it. Okay, well, don't watch it, I wouldn't say. Okay. Um. So Batman is like an explorer who's out exploring right he comes across like i think he goes to the arctic or something okay and he finds the penguin (laughs) (laughs) sorry the man the man so he's like trying to find him because his ship like he the penguin has like is like a mad scientist he's not especially like a villain in it he's like some mad scientist he's gone off and then he finds his ship like frozen in the ice in the arctic right and Batman's like, oh, no, I'm gonna go Christopher walking around. I'm gonna find him. He goes into a cave system, finds some weird, like, people who are, like, infested with some, like, alien germ or curse or something, right? Whatever's going on. I don't know. And then they're like, oh, shit, we gotta run. We've unleashed something in the world that shouldn't have been, you know, it's been frozen for mm-hmm. thousands of years. And then as they leave, they see, like, a naked penguin who's, like, transformed into some beast, like, in the Arctic. <laughs> Anyways... Sorry, that seems like not an unrelated side. <laughs> that seems like a very major point. Anyway, no, naked but, penguin, he's kind of a beast. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of he's, nev- he's never mentioned again. They're like, <laughs> they're looking for him, and then he's found, and they just leave. <laughs> okay. But anyways, and the plot is that they capture one of the people who's been like infected by this thing, and then they bring it back to Gotham. Mm. Very smart, you yeah. know. Um, and then there's a whole thing that like Raz Al Ghul is like some ancient guy who's getting resurrected yeah it's so weird checks out um and batman's got these three kids with him that are like his robins and stuff like that there's like one girl two guys two of the kids die like gruesome deaths this is like a rated r animated movie i don't think so okay how how gruesome we talking but one is frozen to death and the other i forget how but one is just like straight up frozen to death and you just seem like ah 
Mm. Um, and Batman just does not give a shit at all. <laughs> like it's it's never actually mentioned that he cares that these kids. Batman died. seems to just move past things very quickly in this movie. Just He's, giant naked penguin. Well, it's like your so, kids die. So much happens in this movie, <laughs> and it's only like 80 minutes long, right? So it's like yeah. a lot of, it's very fast paced. And then um, he's got like a really good friend that I forget the name of, but he's suddenly a knight. Okay. And he fights and then he dies. And then Batman's like, no, and then forgets about him as well. And then <laughs> in the end, they fight in some like gooey alternative reality that Harvey, uh, what's his name? Harvey Dent. Dent. He's like been infected with the thing as well. I realize I'm, I'm laying a lot on you here. Yeah, no, this is a... This is and a then his, his two-face... Like, he thinks it's Poison Ivy, the, like, you know. Mm. And then he turn, that turns into a portal that then leads to another reality. Such a fucked up thing. And then the movie ends with Batman. There's, like, a prophecy in his head that's been going throughout the entire movie. To, to, to win the battle, the bat must die. No, Bruce Wayne must die. And the bat must live. Right? Mm. And then Batman literally turns into a human bat. Like, literally turns into a bat. And that's the end of the movie. Huh. So, so weird. One of the strange... I just sat there. I was like, God, I want to watch The Hangover 3 now. (laughs) This wasn't a, like... Fever dream I had? Drugged sake scenario? Um, I'm not. But yeah, so watch that. So weird. Huh. Um, Why was it in the 1920s? I don't know. I don't... I literally could not answer a a single thing about that movie. (laughs) I mean, weirdly, kind of respect for, like... Sorry, I'm just awkwardly (laughs) climbing in my chair. Respect for, like, going for something that I get... just also just throwing shit at something. I guess isn't really going for something. It's I don't just, know. I, I huh. could not tell you. Interesting. Yeah. Very strange. Well, kind of sounds like a shout. Um, um, go on, sir. Well, speaking of very weird animated movies, although I would mm. say in a much more positive light. Okay. Uh, I did watch Spirited Away. Brilliant movie. My first ever Studio Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. Very good. Super, super weird. Um, yeah. It felt like a, I don't know, like a dream. Like, yeah, very much like a dream, you know, with all like... Mm. I will say plot kind of hard to fall sometimes, which I felt kind of stupid because it was a kid's movie. But I mean, suddenly I was like, wait, the, the bird woman, she has a twin sister. This is a different, are they, what's, are what's they both? On? And then you have to keep track of who's been transformed into what animal and what mm-hmm. whatnot. But if you just kind of let the vibes wash over sit, you. Sit back, relax a bit. Enjoy the visuals. Amazing movie. Um, do, you, do you agree that it should be in like one of the best movies of all time contention? Because everyone's talking about that. I'm like, uh, I really like it, but I wouldn't say it's that great. I think because of like how... I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. So mm. for that, for uniqueness alone, I could, I could, okay, okay. I could abide that. Okay. Um, then I also watched the raid, which I believe is in. Have you heard of this? Maybe the raid, the raid and the raid two, very famous for being like two of the most insane action movies ever. I think they're Indonesian action movies, and they're like, it's like, I mean, it's fucking crazy in terms of like choreography, fucking fight sequences. It's it, basically yeah, they're famous for being like these mind-blowing uh action set pieces mm-hmm. and this one stories whatever you're there for the action is it in english or no it's in um indonesian i guess if that's what they speak there i apologize but it's about like <laughs> don't sue me i'm sorry <laughs> it's like the swat team kind of thing that have to go into this drug lord's building it's kind of like dread vibes i think it came out before dread okay. they have to go in this building and the building locks down they basically just have to you know just fight gunfight, fist fight fucking knife fight all this shit crazy action sequences some of the most yeah insane hand-to-hand combat you'll ever see on film Think you'd love it? Okay, okay. It's, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Just great action. That's all I got to say. A big recommend, then. Big recommend. Um, and uh, the other day, I watched Black Swan. You dirty dog. Oh, is that is it known for... I, I guess. The lesbian scene? I think it's known for the lesbian scene. Oh. 
I watched it for the ballet. <laughs> I watched it for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not even gonna hide it. <laughs> That's all I watched. Uh, no, because I... It's Again, it's on this, like, you know, it's on Letterboxd all the time, and it's like, oh, Black Swan's such a monumental movie. You know what? Kind of bad. Ooh. Kind of a bad movie, straight up. What about the scene? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it has a lot going for it, and it just... I don't know, it's Darren Aronofsky, who the only other film of his I've seen is, in fact, The Whale. <laughs> his style is, like, to not be very subtle and to be quite obvious, as seen by the title of The Whale. Mm. Um, but it's, like... I don't know, this movie, there's a there's a saying in, in fighting. It was his fight to lose, where it basically means, like, okay, he had everything going for him, and he or she, like, kind of gave the fight. Like, if they just kind of showed up and did their thing, they'd be fine. And yeah. they sort of, they fucked it up for themselves. This movie, it has so much going for it. It has, like, amazing performances. Natalie Portman's amazing. Like, great cinematography. A really cool premise, you know, kind of tortured artist going insane. Her world's changing. It's what's real, what's not. And then it just gets so fucking stupid and it's so in your face about it. And she's like literally turning into a swan. Oh, and what? Which leads to some... She's, she's literally turning into a I swan. I mean, like on screen, but it's a metaphor because like she's playing the black swan in the play. And now she's actually turning into the black swan. The <laughs> <laughs> doy. <laughs> which leads to the funniest moment in the film where she has a, like a nightmare sequence where she like her <laughs> knees bend backwards as if she's like Big Bird and then she falls and smacks her head on the table and it's really funny. But the rest <laughs> of it is just... <laughs> There's this hilarious comedy routine where she breaks her legs and hits her head on a table. <laughs> and it just turns into like a cheesy horror movie. And I was kind of thinking like... I was kind of waiting for the next layer of it where I was like, okay, this is kind of like a bad horror movie with like just like jump scares and stuff. And I was yeah. like... There's, is this like ironic? Is there another? But I think it was that was just it. That was it. And I don't know, just not not very good. Has some really good stuff in it, but I bet it did. Ah. <sighs> trying to review a movie here <laughs> with this <laughs> with this creep. <laughs> anyway, Black Swan, mid mid mid, mid to bad mid bad? to bad mid to bad. Wow, yeah. I've not seen it. On the way back from Japan, did a little Christopher Nolan um, Kino binge. Christopher Nolan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was really excited to do that. I've <laughs> been waiting my whole life. <laughs> yeah, you very my much. Your eyes here. lit up like I'd never seen before. Christopher <laughs> Nolan! <laughs> but I did watch Dunkirk and The Prestige. Mm. Dunkirk, very, very good um, war movie. I enjoyed. Didn't love Harry Styles in it. Not because his like acting was bad, but I just always find it so off-putting seeing him in a movie. It's quite distracting. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, it's Mr. Styles. It's, it's Mr. Styles. Right. Yours <laughs> sounds like an offensive like accent of some kind. <laughs> Mine is. <proper. laughs> Mine is prestigious. Yours is racist. <laughs> <laughs> and then The Prestige. So good. I'd never I'd never seen it before. And it was actually You'd never seen The Prestige? I think I started watching it and then I just never really fully The Jackman Bale? The Jackman Bale. So good. And the twist at the end? Very wow. good. Right. So good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like walking. Wow. <laughs> now that was racist. <laughs> but yeah, won't say too much because we're time pressure, but I'm gonna say those two movies, especially the prestige, very, very enjoyable. I think the prestige, top three Nolan movies for me, definitely. Dunkirk, maybe top five. Dunkirk would not be in my top five. I'm not going to lie. We actually, we had an argument about this on the Croatia Streets we media did. scene. We had a drunken, like, battle of yeah. Nolan rankings. Mm. And, and then I... we talked about Coach Carter a bunch. <laughs> we did. What the <laughs> fuck was happening? <laughs> How fucked up were we that night? <laughs> oh my That's God. our version of the hangover instead of, like, we did some weird shit. Instead of we wake up with a tattoo <laughs> in our face and missing a tooth, we just talked about Coach, Coach Carter. Carter. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I would say Dunkirk towards the bottom for me, but The Prestige, an underrated gem. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last one here that I'll do real quick, because mm-hmm. I have to talk about it. And I think we mentioned this. You, uh, you I said, mentioned it in can Croatia. I say, can I start this by saying, you said your favorite movie of all time is what you said. And I, I stand by it. Wow, that is a, that's a claim It's a, it's a big one, but I, I'm putting this out there. I, I, again, this always, you know, it alters and changes over time. Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Before Sunset, which mm. I don't know if I talked about Before Sunrise on this podcast. I don't think you ever have. Also amazing. Um, it's, if you haven't heard of them, it's a, it's a trilogy before Sunrise, Sunset, and Midnight. It's Ethan Hawke mm. and uh, Celine. I can't remember the actress's name. I'm sorry. Dion. Celine Dion. The first one is these two strangers. They meet in, uh, I think, uh, Vienna, and they fall kind of in love, and then they have to leave, and you don't know if they're ever going to see each other again and all this stuff. It's very beautiful. It's an amazing film. The second one mm. takes place in real time, I think 12 years later, from like when the, fir- the first one came out in 94. When you say in second real one, time. Oh. So the second one came out in 2006. <laughs> I was say, I was watching it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Hawke was there. Um, but it actually is also all in real time in the sense that it's like an 80-minute movie, and it takes place over 80 minutes. Like, you follow them oh. around the thing. And they... Oh, that's, that's so weird, but also cool. But it works so well. Uh, okay. It's... Yeah, and it's them reconnecting after all this time. And it uh, it's just... Yeah, this is not really the, the format to, to get into a deep analysis or whatever. But just in terms of everything, like, a film can do well. It just does everything perfectly. It has perfect performances. It's shot and staged incredibly well. You never notice that you're, mm. like, following them in real time. Like, it just feels so natural. And it just felt, like, incredibly human. Like, all the interactions, it captures that, like, every part of sort of a conversation with someone. Like, there's sort of the initial awkwardness and then the familiarity and sort of the joking and then kind of some tension. It's like, yeah, just a phenomenal film and the best film ending I've ever seen. Ooh, and so, but does this one then... So, have you seen Before Midnight? I have not. I'm very excited for it. Okay, okay. So, does this one, like, does this one end it and it doesn't really lead up to a... A, th- a thirkwell or well i mean you know the first one didn't necessarily need a sequel anyway it's kind of it's uh, it's very okay. realistic so and it's like an ending it's not like kind of yeah no you, you you totally stop there and then okay. that works okay. um but you can also see how they would make a, a third one just yeah i would say when i watched it i just thought like that is the best movie i've ever seen period Damn. and it's been like a month since then I still I really need that. to get on the train. So do, you, do you you need to watch the first one before? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. Very much so. But yeah. Man, okay. Just it out. Cuz that's a, when you said that like you said it with such like you know, conviction and just like you you really meant it. I, I feel like, strong. It hit a, it, that's hard. It's 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 not often you do that. There You had it slightly with La La Land, Baby Driver a bit, mm. but now this is it's this, a this it's is a it. when a film hits a certain emotional chord in you, mm. you can't you can't ignore you it. You can't deny it. So yeah, <laughs> Before Sunset Phenomenal film. Cannot recommend those first two and probably the third. I'll get back to when I've seen it. Enough. Very nice. All right. Well, stage is yours. Thank you, sir. I think, I believe it was two two days ago. I watched (laughs) Bridget Jones. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest movie, undoubtedly. (laughs) You one-up me? (laughs) Jack and Jill. No. (laughs) I watched The Bone Collector. Are you familiar? It's like a thriller, serial killer kind of thing. Starring Denzel. Oh. And Angelina Jolie's breakout role in in Hollywood. Oh, so it's a bit of an older film. It's a bit of an older one. I think it's like 1999, maybe, or something? The Bone Collector. The Bone Collector. And basically, Denzel plays this, um, I guess, detective. There's um, 
a forensics, like leader forensics or something. I don't know. Who in a previous kind of at a previous crime scene, he's been paralyzed from the neck down in like a an accident where like something fell on him. So he's like, you know, he's he's uh, in his bed, just kind of he can move one finger and then function from the neck upwards. And then Angelina Jolie is a like kind of low-level police officer who's got a who's got a knack for the job. Mm. She's you know she's out on the street like fighting drugs and stuff, but like you know she's got that detective spark, if Ooh. you will. She then comes across the first murder of um, where like there's there's certain things about the crime scene that she thinks is a bit off. It could like it's kind of ruled to be a because uh, like a, a husband and wife are kidnapped, right? And then the husband turns up dead mm. with like the wedding uh was what's it called the ring finger kind of carved off and like stuff like that it's look it's made to look like the wife did it right but there's certain things about the crime scene that are kind of off where like the killer has staged it right angelina she she on it she on it she, mm. she so she takes some pictures before like it's ruined by other police officers the scene and stuff like that and takes it to denzel and then they form like a beautiful kind of it's a mixture between a romance and a kind of mentor student kind of relationship i'm not quite sure i feel like it turns into a bit of romance okay. but at the same time there's also just like you know just very very familiar throughout the movie and then it's them kind of like from kill to kill kind of leading this like being led on a goose chase you know this whole thing and then it's got a very uh it's it's got a bit of a twist towards the end that mm. um i i think it works but at the same time i think it may have been better if do you want me? Can I spoil this for you? Sure. Or it's a very good movie, so I would recommend. But mm. so, what, what what are you saying here? Yeah, go for it. So it's like revealed at the end that the entire thing has kind of been leading up mm. to the killer making his way to Denzel, right? Mm. Collecting his bones, wanting to collect that Denzel boner, right? Um, Denzel Bonington, if you will. I won't. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> um, and it's like some like guy who. Denzel, apparently, like, rightfully so, but, like, he felt fucked over by Denzel in the past. He's, like, made a new identity and, like, gotten closer and closer to him. Um, and it's a guy, like, you've seen throughout the movie. And so, like, that's a big twist. I just feel like it's a bit, like, I think it would have hit harder if it's just some random psycho that they're after, right? Instead of it being, like, you know, all a premeditated thing for right. to get to Denzel. Still works. Great movie, but ending... Could have been better, but still, still very enjoyable. Um, and yeah, just a really, really good and intense film. Very seven esque. I was gonna say this sounds a lot like it's, seven. It's, it's very seven esque. Yeah. Um, interesting. I've never heard of the Bone Collector. It's I. I would recommend it. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'm not. You're. You're. I think you're a little more into that kind of finchery thriller mm. vibe. Like I like you're, like you're, more, you're more the the Ethan Hawke falls in love in eighty minutes kind of thing. It's like it's like a time. But fair enough. Yeah, Bone Collector. I might put that on the list. You should. Boom. That's uh, what's that? 35 minutes of mini-reviews. Let's go. Let's do it. Speaking of bone collectors? Absolutely. Simon Pegg stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning yes, Part 1. Sir. A month late, but it is what it is. It took us it this is. long to yeah. and And this, the, the experience we got out of this, definitely oh, yeah. worth the wait. How about we, we address that at the end? The, mm. the 4D part of it. We address it at the end, you say? I do say. Okay. Let's talk movie first, and then the insane uh, circus-esque scenario in which we saw this, this I film. like it. I like it. Um, so I've now seen this movie twice, and... <laughs> Had to do a repeat with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man is not a professional. <laughs> uh, and I feel the exact same way about it both times. I 
Liked it quite a lot. Thought mm-hmm. it was quite a lot of fun. Definitely not as good as the last three, I'd say. Okay. Um, that'd be, yeah, four, five, six. Closer to a Mission Impossible 3 level, um, in that they're both quite good but for different very, reasons. Very, very different tones. Yeah, very, so. very different uh, reasons that they, they succeed in the way they do. I had a good time with it. Maybe I was a little disappointed, but I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, and again, I think we have to we have to keep in mind that this is a, a two-parter, right? So it, it might not feel mm. as conclusive or as satisfying as some other of the Mission Impossible uh, movies, but I'd agree. I think it's uh, I don't know the the what is it the fifth one I think is really good, but I think that's definitely weaker than four and six. So I say this one's closer to the fifth one for me than the third one. Mm. Um, yeah, but still enjoyable. Felt a lot more. A bit Looney Tunesy at times, but in a way we'll that, ca- that in sure. a way that kind of worked for us. I, yeah, I think it's definitely the hardest I've ever laughed watching a Mission Impossible, <laughs> there were, there and, some... and there there are reasons for that, which we'll get yeah, into. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Forty played a little bit of a part in that for sure. Mm. Um, but I think the action, the film, I, I don't even think the action is as good as Fallout, but I think the action is far and away the best part. Actually, you know what? I would compare this film a lot to John Wick Three, which I think. Still good, definitely mm. my least favorite of the series, because the action that is phenomenal, and I didn't love the story really. And it's okay. kind of the same thing here. I think the action's great. There's some really memorable stuff. There's some really funny stuff. Yeah. Very farcical, as we'll get to. Honestly, it, um, was, it was ridiculous at points, but it still worked. I mean, let's talk action. I think it. I I liked how stupid it got. Like how because funny it got. It, was. it got so silly. It got really it, cartoonish. It, it's been it's been silly. Um, other times, but I, I feel like a lot of the time when it's been silly and over the top in the past, it's at least felt like there was a definite kind of purpose and, and reason for it. Whereas I think, mm. and again, I loved the scene where Cruz jumps off the cliff, right? But in that scene, I feel like it was made, like they just kind of made that happen because Simon Pegg was like, well, you know, you gotta better, better. Yeah. Well, and you kind of like make, made him drive up the mountains. It's like, very clearly just like leading up to it whereas like i think many times before the spectacle of the action has been incorporated a lot better whereas this one felt a little bit shoehorned into the movie if you get what i mean totally by the way spoilers for mission impossible 7 let's just do Mm, it let's just do it um i feel the same way i think yeah there was especially i mean let's talk the big stunt kind of underwhelming i'm not gonna lie yes it's like as a thing he did if i witnessed tom cruise doing these things in person that would probably be the craziest one i'd yeah. seen in person cinematically comparatively to other ones it's over very quickly yeah and it's like it looks great it's cool it does yeah but, but it's kind of like time... it's just a moment and they i feel like they they get a lot more winking at the audience here where in the other ones yeah of course it's like crazy you know they really highlight like he's really on the plane but this one there were like eight establishing shots like wait it's the cliff it's the cliff boom, it's the boom, cliff boom. And it's like, like had, had all like the specials leading up to it and i was like yeah but things like we see him parachute multiple times and other like it's and again it's a cool stunt but yeah. it's not like it's no helicopter chase scene that's the thing also it's that no scene, burj khalifa and the helicopter scene from the last film which i think is maybe the best action scene like I've ever seen it in the cin- in the cinema, like in a film mm. that I've actually seen like on the big screen, because that shit like floored me, and it goes on for like twenty minutes, and this is like, kind of you know, over in one, and there's lots of other action that happens, but in terms of like big stunt, that that was like a extended thing. We're like, holy shit, I can't believe they did this, and this one was like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise did that, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, still cool, mm-hmm. but can I just say like I think the stunt, there's put a lot of emph- emphasis on it in the movie, right? But if you go into the movie without knowing that 
it's all real and stuff like that. It's like, okay. Yeah, it'd be weird. It's like, why is there... There's why like there... 20 minutes of buildup of Cruz biking like a madman on this little side quest through this, the forest. Well, that's what we're... Like, we were laughing throughout the movie as well because, like, there's, like, intense play uh, or train stuff going on. They're yeah. fighting. There's, like, oh, Revelations wearing, and twists. wearing masks. And then, like, it cut to... <laughs> Cruz is in the forest. Just, just <laughs> cruising along on his dirt bike in the forest. Yeah. Um, but other action scenes... I fucking loved the Rome car chase. Yeah, that was like, great. Like, that's the most cartoonish, and it's so... But in, a, like, a great way. They do that a bit in Mission Impossible 4, where it gets a bit goofy. But, mm-hmm. and again, in a way that I love. And this one, yeah, they're just, like, slamming into shit, going slamming. down stairs, fucking... Weird, um... Cruise impotence, impotence jokes. jokes. yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry, this never happens. Sorry, this drives thing. into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Cruise is awkwardly fiddling with the cars. Sorry, it's the way they design the cars. Yeah. Um, and just with that in the car thing... The Haley Atwell and Cruz. Beautiful chemistry. Pretty great dynamic. I'm, not I'm honestly like I'm, no no disrespect to Rebecca Ferguson. I, I never really clicked with that I, character. Yeah. So I'll, much. I'll disrespect her. <laughs> I did. I really did not like her character. She's and again she might be a great actress. I always found her a bit boring whenever she was on screen. I was like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. So now that she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think happy days i don't know there wasn't like she was cool but there wasn't like a lot to her there like, wasn't much sort of, substance she, to her yeah yeah and like her and Cruz didn't really i never got like a real sense of chemistry yeah no in not, like a friendship way you know and, yeah, by not the way the, a, not know. a romantic way either really that's the thing also i don't really understand <laughs> the like cruise sexlessness it's like because him and Haley atwell are very flirtatious at the start and then in the end it's kind of like a much more of like a mentor role i don't know but Haley atwell just a a really incredibly, I don't know, just a really likable presence in the movie. Very, Very charismatic, like, a breath of cool, fresh air, fun. Can feels like she holds her own in the in the group totally, definitely. And she also like she brings an element of like I don't know realism in a little bit because she's like, what the hell, what the hell? Yeah, I can't do this. Like she's she's a bit she's of an outsider. Acting, she's acting like we would probably act in that situation. Yeah. Well, you. Okay. I'm more cruise. You're more Ving. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just the last thing on Haley Atwell. Um, what were you saying? Oh yeah, like a new, like again, like with uh, Rebecca Ferguson, she's you know cool spy person, but she's kind of. I think that maybe made her also less easy to connect to as a character because she's sort mm. of like immediately in this spy world. Yeah, yeah Haley Atwell comes in as like a new, you know, new member. Um, other members of the team, by the way, on Cruise, I enjoyed some of the unhinged Cruise moments in this, especially yep. the airport. Se- the airport scene in general is really fun. Mm. Um, but when Cruise is like, if there's a nuclear bomb. You bother me with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less gross meaning it a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. There was a lot of... Cruz felt... Throughout this entire movie, he felt a lot more incompetent than he's got done in other movies, I feel. Yeah. He's, and in a way, again, it works. To the like the tone of the movie and everything. But there's a lot of like where he just kind of gets away with it. Where it's like... In the previous movies, they've been like, oh, yeah... There's no plan. He just improvises. But this one, yeah. he clearly just gets so lucky all the time. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um... That whole airport thing is a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the The final train sequence is fun. Should we? T- I mean, yeah. Let's talk cartoonishness because the, the I mean that last scene literally turns into like a Looney Tunes <laughs> fucking. They're going. Oh up my a, god! The grand piano. <laughs> they're going up first. They go up the the fucking kitchen cart and like the fires going and they're slipping in soup. And all yeah. <laughs> it's literally like a Benny Hill sketch. And then fucking a if grand piano. Some, if you put some Benny Hill music over that, <laughs> they're little sitting there and then the grand piano is about to fall on them and it's like I don't know. I I I enjoyed it a lot though. Yeah. I will say that scene doesn't for like the big finale. It's not as like. Spectacular as you know, again, like the helicopter thing, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fun. I yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but again, it, it does, I think, what must be kept in mind is that it is a two parter. So I think they've mm. done this kind of, you know, because they, they can't end it on a huge thing, I don't think. 
I guess. If, if it's moving into something else. Um, so the next movie, they better fucking better, deliver. Better bring it, yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed the scene where Cruz is like, wants to jump over to the other side as the grand piano is falling down and Haley Atwell just won't let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and then, fun chemistry. No, there's, there's a... There's something a, you haven't really seen that much in this. I don't yeah. know, because like, like, Cruz is a cool guy who's obviously like, he's had his own like reasons and like people he wants to protect and stuff like that. But I don't feel like you've really seen him with another like uh you know human being in these movies where he's mm. probably like has some back and forth like for a longer period of time yeah and also to see her with the exception of that kind of moment um which still fits for a character but to see her grow in confidence and kind of competence in this world and yeah. also the fact yeah she's not like a regular civilian but she's like you know a, kind of like a thief sort of thing she mm. yeah uh, i was gonna say something else about Bing Rhames, maybe? I think, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> the the rest of the team, I... I li- you like the peg, you like the Rhames. They don't get a lot to do in this no, one. No, they don't. And their, like, little comedy <laughs> routines feel a little bit forced. They're, like, in the middle of this, and she's like, Ethan, can you tell him he's not a better hacker than me? <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> and then Benji's like, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> smacks Rhames. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, um... Should we talk a couple of overacting moments? Yeah. There, there's, okay. I, that was one of my problems with this, um, especially comparatively to the last one. And the last one, I rewatched a bit of it recently because it was on TV, mm. definitely has a lot of really cheesy dialogue and cheesy oh, performances. Like, the scene where Cavill and is talking to Angela Bassett, I didn't remember this, but, like, the way he's like, well, how long until a man like that has had enough? And it, like, feels very high school play. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise has had enough. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of that in this where, like, a lot of lines where, I mean, there's the Simon Pegg absolute just vomit disgust of, <laughs> he knows who I am! <laughs> when he reads the, the message on the bomb. The entire scene of the CIA in that room that Cruz, you know, throws the gas, whatever. Mm. The entire scene where they're, like, uh, fucking, what's his name? Kitch, Kitchener? Uh, uh, Kittredge. Kittredge. In that scene when he's talking to Cruz, every line he does, he's like, he he's so, I mean, he like whispers, he's like, what you're involved in. And it's like, your days of fighting for the greater good, yeah, Cruz. Like they're, they're over. <laughs> and if it's like one line of like that. You're for, walking here. <laughs> for emphasis, that kind yeah. of, you know, but when you do every line like that and there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of different kind of moments and lines that I guess, because it's sort of a silly action movie, doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also funny because, I mean, it's such cartoonish action. It's such cartoonish dialogue. And then there are moments where it seems to take itself very, very seriously, seriously and be yeah. very sincere. And I've, those moments I found a bit unintentionally funny. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. But um, I, also, I, I didn't I didn't love um, just moving on to a, a slightly separate thing where, that, where it's also like a man who is very serious all the time. Hmm. Gabriel. Gabriel, yeah, not a, not a huge fan. Kind of a mid villain. Kind of a mid villain. And the yeah. the whole AI thing, yeah, not the most the whole, compelling. Yeah, plot and the thing device. that why is he suddenly chosen? He is, he he doesn't love bringing death. He loves bringing the pain that comes with death. It's like Gabriel, literally, kind of a mid fighter who almost <laughs> lost. Literally wears a scarf all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My boy just got a cold. <laughs> like if you probably just like sent two people after him to in a fist fight, he'd be he'd be done. I am I'm done. done. <laughs> it's my name. <laughs> it knows who I am. <laughs> Why is he from like Louisiana now? It's my name. <laughs> um, and now I agree. I thought he was, you know, not anything that special. And they also, it was, I don't know, a bit ham fisted when it's like 
crew the connection with Cruz and like this is how Cruz became an agent because he shot is, his wife or is something. Is that in the first movie? No, no. So that's like, I assume so, the next movie is gonna like open with some flashback scene of that or whatever. Okay. But if I, I like I thought that was gonna be some like call back to the first movie which no, I haven't seen, but that's no. just oh. it felt like kind of a handy way to make it like this time it's personal or whatever it's the like, fuck. Um, also, I just, I just want, just a minor thing, but I just thought this was so stupid because they treat it like such a dramatic moment when they're in that party and the AIs in the walls or whatever. And they're like, you could say the interested party is the this party. party. <laughs> and like, it's like, and then they're like, oh my God. And it's like, it's literally like, that's a screen. Like the yeah. AI is in your phone anyway. Like it doesn't matter. It's on the wall. It's just like mm. a projector. What are you like? The f- of course <laughs> you're, it's, you're saying they're like, guys, why are you, what, what are you not getting? What here? are you doing? Of he, course it was the party. He is everywhere. <laughs> this is obviously the party. <laughs> it's him. Um, guys, I, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say really big fan of the dumb and dumber detective guys. What was <laughs> the, fucking, love the their... CIA FBI dudes? Just literally the just... most useless. Where is it? I've seen that guy before though. Uh, Shea Wiggum. He plays a cop in every movie. He's a cop in Joker. He's a cop, I think, in like a Spider-Man movie. He's he's one of those guys who's in like every and like show and just stuff. Generic, yeah, cop guy. Generic. But cop I like dude. him. He's just so weird. Like he's got literally every single scene apart from the very end is him being like, uh-huh, "I'm gonna get catch Cruz, Mrs. Cruz." <laughs> just a Looney Tune story Again, throughout. That, that was what made it so cartoon. Like it was. Have you ever seen Tintin? I love Tintin. A fucking other name, Thompson and Thompson. Yeah, literally them. That's that's them. that's that is them. Which is kind of just dropping that into a Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> kind of great. Um, and I was like, weirdly dickish towards like Kittredge at the end. Well, really, sir, if you're not here, <laughs> it ain't none of your damn business. It's like okay, <laughs> fuck you. <It's, laughs> I don't really. I, I mean, don't get why he did that. The ending also got a little bit. Like, throughout the film, there's a lot of shit going on, like, a lot of players involved, and mm. generally it works pretty well. At the end, I was kind of like, who's doing what here? So, like, I, the, the CIA, like, Kittredge is there, but I guess he's he's doing something, like, sneaky, but not that bad. But then the other, like, CIA well, so the guy's other there, CIA, but he's so like, actually bad. But so, he, did he know from the beginning? Like, at the end, yeah, I was kind of like, because there are, like, two twists where it's like, actually, it was the government guy. And I was kind of like, which one of these is worse? Because then at the end, they're kind of like, Kittredge is talking to Haley Atwell. Like, they're kind of, like, things are yeah, cool. Yeah, like, 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 they're chilling. So he's um, not... And the thing is, like, I thought Kittredge was a villain now. In the, but, like, yeah, from, but from I guess... the beginning, but I guess he's fine. I, yeah, at the end, there was a little bit too much. And then it fucking cuts to Cruz on his little bike. Like, I'm is fine. That... What way, Benji? <laughs> Benji, where the fuck am I? <laughs> well, you see the train, don't you? I'm trying my best. <laughs> it knows my name. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> uh, I also thought... This is a minor one, but mm. a representative of there are a lot of stupid moments throughout, which is not does not break a movie, especially like uh-huh. a movie like this, does take you out of it a little bit, because at the end, fucking Kittredge meeting Haley Atwell disguised as um, the White Widow or whatever she's called. Yeah. First Vanessa of all, Kirby. he's the head of the IMF. He can't tell. Like he hasn't had a little bit of experience where she's also not good at it. Like she's, she's not, constantly she's messing not up. Good at it. And her eyes I, are I, different. I, yeah, the, I kept thinking she has the, the White Widow has such distinctively blue eyes. And then Haley Atwell comes in with the brownest eyes. Her brother's right there. What the fuck? How does he not notice? How does Kittredge, the like, this the head of this whole operation, not be like, hmm, this seems like someone wearing a mask because I've seen mm. that a trillion fucking times. Because <laughs> that is literally my invention <laughs> That's like and my, my only job. <laughs> my only job is masks. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was a little bit confused because then she, 
there were a couple of moments in that scene where I was a little bit like, what's happening? Because then he slides over to the phone and was like, just insert your bank details. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like a big moment because like she doesn't, she looks like her, but she doesn't have her bank details. But then she just enters like her, her own, her I guess. Her own, but then why does she would, cancel? And also, wouldn't they very easily track that to her? They, they definitely would. And also just like... <laughs> It's a hundred million dollars <laughs> in <a> Bitcoin. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Um, but I, yeah, I also, again, like, I know that it was like symbolic. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I don't do it for myself now. I'm joining the IMF. Yeah, decline. Right. But why? But what? Just, just take the money. <laughs> you could do the money and run. Your plan was great. Your, well, still like, you can still I mean, your plan was pretty shoddy. Like, <laughs> next time I see you, even I won't remember this happened. Like, yeah. Bruh. <laughs> <Next time. laughs> this is very important that this uh, woman, uh, Grace, you know, she's great. I won't even remember I said this. <laughs> Wink. Uh, opens brown ass eyes. <laughs> um, I also, we have to address the elephant in the room here. Mm. Cruz's returning obsession with close up magic. Yes. I think this requires like maybe an intervention. So mm. this is in the first movie. I didn't even remember this. It was a thing in the first movie where he does like a little card trick. But the thing is, in that movie, from memory, it's it done. Fits. It, it, it it's done tastefully. <laughs> yeah. You're gratuitous. It's 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 not in your face well, all the time. I think it's like a fun thing about the character because he's kind of you know sneaky he's and he's doing like a <laughs> bit he's of a nuisance, channeling his Willy Wonka energy. <laughs> he's kind of just doing a trick like, oh, check this out, whatever. And this one, it's so weirdly forced in where he's <laughs> like, oh, you want the key? This key? Or this, or this key. key. <laughs> Joke's on you. It's the same key. <laughs> Disappears in a cloud of smoke. Yeah, kind of very goofy, but also mm. hilarious. Big Riz from the cruise. Huge Riz. There was one uh, point where... <laughs> well, you, you tell it, because you, you were the victim of it. <laughs> She's like, my lawyer? Who's my lawyer? And you walk into the room, <laughs> and then you just lean over and whisper, the Rizzler strikes. <laughs> As Cruz appears in just the Gla- dapperest, the dapperest suit with glasses on, <laughs> very handsome. It must I mean, be said. with a book open, just oh hello there, oh, oh hello there. Definitely the start of a porno, right? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, uh, I don't really know if there's a lot else that I have um, to say. What, here. what do we think about uh, Mantis in this? I liked her. Like, she was good. She was fun. She was a fun, like kind of Bond esque, like side, side villain. Yeah. Um, very. Uh, <laughs> Cruz does bash her head into a wall. Yeah. She's like, point. "You spared my life." It's like. Did he really? Did he I really, think he almost you, gave, he, you he got, concussed you yeah, and you like, got, it didn't kill you. Really lucky that that didn't kill you immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cruz is like, oh shit, you're alive? <laughs> this really worked out for me. <laughs> Another magic trick? <laughs> Avoiding homicide charges? <laughs> she did feel very much like the John Wick 2 villain, I think. Is that? Oh yeah, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Um, yeah. But she was cool. I, I liked her. I, I don't fully get the thing of like, oh, he spared my life, so now I must save him. Yeah, that seemed gonna, a little... You're going to betray me because he saved you. It's like, okay. I know this This wasn't like what it was, but it was kind of funny at the end where she whispers, she's talking about the, the submarine, and she's like, sous-marin. And it looks like Cruz has like the most ingenious revelation. He goes, sous-marin. Submarine. <laughs> Wait a minute. I cracked it. <laughs> the penny drops. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, should we should, well, we, should we talk 4D? I think we talk 4D. So this was your first experience in 4D cinema. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, is 
The seats move. Seats they spray move. you with water. There's some smoke coming out There's at some times. Some smoke. A couple smells here and there. They punch you in they the back. They punch you in the fucking back. <laughs> that, that was... Because you told me about it, like, that you experienced it one time. I was like, okay, it really can't be better. But what the fuck it's, was that? The rest of it is kind of like, oh, this is sort of weird and fun. It's like a carnival ride. And then at one point, like when characters fall on their back, part of the back of the chair like, like hits you. <laughs> hits you in the back. Like, I'm like properly, like, like as if someone kicked you in the back of the chair or something. It's, it's like, crazy. that's not cool, you know. That's, that actually hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I get why they say people with like back problems shouldn't do this. Because yeah. it actually... Okay, okay. It actually did. fucked me up, you know. <laughs> Man, I've been walking crooked ever since. <laughs> like, it obviously didn't, like, hurt, hurt. But, like, but it was, I, can, I can see how if you're in the wrong position, that'd be, like, boom, yeah, you know, that'd, be, that'd be kind of rough. Um, but what are we thinking? I think it was a great time. It so was, much fun. I think, I think it made it, like, a 8 out of 10 time into 100%. That, that was a 10 that out of 10 movie experience. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 8 out of 10 into an A+. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely like a 10 out of 10 experience where there was one point, especially during the car chase scene, you and I were just sitting there like maniacally laughing because like the seats were moving. It was crazy. Also, there were times when I got like, I was sitting there like when there was like a quiet talking scene and nothing was going on with the seats. So I, I almost kind of forgot we were there and then out of nowhere. Like, and then they, suddenly... And suddenly I get punched in the back. Yeah. Well, it was so funny because it went so much harder than I think either of us were expecting. Because I've done it a couple of times before, but it was with like, I think like Doctor Strange 2 or something. Not like mm. an extreme action movie, yeah. like action heavy. And so it was the Rome car chase. It really felt like you were in that fucking it, car. It actually felt like you were... Like, <laughs> to their were credit. T- yeah, to their credit. And like, it felt like, like going you were on a proper stairs? like roller coaster thing. Like just... Boom, yeah. Boom, and, and fucking like, like every time it hit a wall, there was like... Boom. Yeah, I know. It was, it was actually... Very, very enjoyable. But yeah, which unironically kind of immerses you a little bit more in the it action. Does. But also is fucking hilarious, like just you being tossed around the mm-hmm. cinema like a fucking rag doll. I will say, my one and only complaint with it. I think I know where this is going. Right? So, <laughs> let me just say, we're in the desert. <laughs> there's a desert sequence. There's a the desert sequence film. where there's a desert storm that comes in, a sandstorm, right? There is. Now, I can't think of anything, and this is not a joke. Anything that would make me think less of water than a desert storm scene, right? What does the cinema do as we like get engulfed in the sand? It sprays water on it us. Spray water. What is that? It was kind of hilarious. That's so it, I think so strange to me. It was the only thing they could spray us with to like make it seem like there was some kind of atmosphere. Okay. Also, by the way, that gas, that's gotta be poisonous or something. <laughs> that shit smelled real weird. I'm not gonna lie. There's also the weird things under the seat that kind of like oh yeah, blew out like on your legs. Some weird shit. I mean, like mainly happened when Cruz would stop his motorbike or start <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, kind of an amazing invention, this 4D thing. Love it. I would not recommend it. I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it for a movie that you want to take too seriously. I mean, mm. I saw it for a second time, so I was whatever. I guess you, it was your first Oppenheimer, time. Oppenheimer, it's time. <laughs> God, that would actually like actually kill me <laughs> an enjoyable time i'm mm. not gonna lie 100 percent. we sat fucking there. crazy it was yeah, like the whole scene with like the little car just <laughs> crazy like when they so were like absurd. rolling down we're just like getting thrown from <laughs> side to side that is i think that's the hardest i've laughed in a cinema in like a very long time because we're just like we're, we're, we're just... looking at each other and then in the movie and we're just absolutely <laughs> losing our shit everyone's just careening around the yeah, cinema so like how fun. is this legal there must be like, so <laughs> how, many genuinely how are we not wearing seatbelts there like Gen- we could 100 percent have like fallen out of those seats such a lawsuit waiting to happen <laughs> like i mean i love it but yeah someone needs to someone needs to get us assigned some shit before we do mm. that um but overall mission impossible 7 dead reckoning part one i would say a very fun time yeah kind of not as engaging plot or villain or dialogue as some previous films 
exactly. lot of fun action. And also not as great action as the previous film, but still really, really still good very stuff. solid. And fun character dynamics, specifically Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, very appropriately, it is now time for the Tom News. Now, there are a lot of articles here about Tom Cruise allegedly maybe leaving Scientology. Oh. Uh, I thought we wouldn't really get into that because we kind of avoided the Cruise Scientology thing in general. Well, I feel like it's been very just kind of... It hasn't been front front stage lately. Yeah, and also, I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to say Scientology scares me, but, you know, you hear things and I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like a thing where it's like... Probably better just not to uh, mm, not get to an- into that. Not to antagonize me. Let's just not dive super deep into this stuff yeah, if yeah, we yeah. don't have to. I don't because re- also I don't really know much about it. Like mm. I, you know, I hear all the jokes about it, but you don't really know. I don't know, like how seriously they take if there's it? like something actually really bad if it's more of a joke. So I was like, you know what? Let's just not really get too much into it. So instead, we found this article from Screen Rant. Tom Cruise <laughs> is the biggest loser of Barbenheimer, and this picture where he looks genuinely so worried. <laughs> Career done. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> um, which, by the way, before we get into this, this is kind of something I was thinking because Barbenheimer was such a huge thing that Mission Impossible kind of got buried. No one really talked about it that much this summer. A hundred percent. I was, I was kind of sitting there like, I don't know, it's a pretty huge franchise, and then like the whole Barbenheimer thing just very much overshadowed it completely. Very like, uh, was it? What's what's the word I'm looking for? Unfortunate. Um, box office release date for for cruise yeah well there was that whole thing about the imax screens as well oh, but yeah, um true it says here from screen rant mission impossible 7's box office was tanked by barbie and oppenheimer while the box office takings uh by no means slim film has earned over half a billion at the time of this writing however dead reckoning part one's bloated production budget means the film is still likely to make a loss in its theatrical run uh which is pretty crazy actually mm-hmm. um so anyway yeah i mean Oppenheimer and Barbie was the thing of the summer, and Cruz kind of got left in the dust a little, a little bit there. Bit, yeah. Even though we ha- we have proclaimed on his behalf, movies are back. Movies m- are back multiple times, just mm. randomly. <laughs> um, <laughs> bit of a yeah. So it says it says he needs to make, or the movie needs to make six hundred million to turn a profit, right? According to this, yeah. Because um, like how much has it made now? When, I think it's made was, like five hundred million. It says here. When but when was this written? I think it was pretty recent, but because also you have to take into account. Um, marketing as well, which usually doubles a film's budget. I guess that's where they're getting six hundred million from. So yeah, it's only made uh, only five hundred twenty-five million. Is still really good, mm, but okay. Yeah, you know, not the most like fortunate uh, release time for it, I'd say. But with that in mind, we're gonna go over to the announcements and such segment. Mm. First of all, a comment from the iTunes. Sorry, the uh, Spotify comments where you can. It says like, "What did you think of this episode?" And you can leave a yeah. comment there. Rowan says, "Good episode as always." So thank, thank you, Rowan. Rowan. Appreciate it. Uh, and on the YouTube for the Barbenheimer pod, Josie says, the boys are back with 15 replies. This Damn. seems like it could go down a <laughs> terrible route. Okay, let's hear it. I'm not even going to name names here. I'm just going to run through this. So. Okay, are you, are you sure? I mean, it seems to be Al Feld and Daniel and, you know, Shelf. Okay, the, the, the usual the suspects. The usual suspects, yeah. Um, and more importantly, on a Friday, hell yeah, I'm going to need a dub. Big dub. <laughs> dub maker, what a joke. Top. Toppenheimer? Probably Toppenheimer, maybe? Toppenheimer, what a joke. <laughs> Sloppenheimer, what a pew. Ken, what a pun. <laughs> Oompa, what a loompa. <laughs> Oompa, what a loompa. <laughs> Chalamet, what a... What a wh- I think it's supposed to say wonk. It says wacka, which I hope... Chalamet, what a wacka. Which I hope isn't like a, 
offensive Slur word. Shalami, what a wacka. <laughs> Matt Damon, what an aggressive general. <laughs> Killian Murphy, what a Ted Bundy-esque man, which I believe is how you refer to his physical appearance. <laughs> Harrison Ford, what a senior citizen. <laughs> Random shot. Tyrese Gibson, what an annoying human. Brutal. And Robert, what a Downey Jr. <laughs> Good ending. Very fair. Um, yeah, it's got, it went full circle at the end. It was very nice. <laughs> Alfeld says, thank you, but you have to make Cheats Nudes a monthly thing. Damn it. <laughs> this is clearly a legally binding <laughs> contract. Thank you, but you've not done enough. <laughs> <laughs> also, some Cheats news that you probably didn't know, but Cheats actually voiced Donald Duck not just once, but two times in the DuckTales reboot. I did actually know that. What a... What? That's so random. He is Donald Duck. Also in that show is, uh, what's his name? The bad guy from Jessica Jones, uh, David Tennant. Oh, I love David Tennant. And Abed. I hate Abed. I hate you. <laughs> uh, Josie says Donald Cheadle Duck, and Daniel says Cheadle the Duck. So, some, uh, some interesting che- takes here. Cheadle the Duck. I don't know if we can handle this kind of controversy. <laughs> ZJ says, great way to spend a Friday afternoon. Disagree with some of your Oppenheimer criticism, but you guys didn't mention these two chuckle-worthy moments. The scene where Oppenheimer has his epic superhero suit-up moment grabbing his hat and pipe. I did actually love that, that in the yeah, movie. That was pretty good. True. And the scene where JFK was name-dropped in a way that was meant to be mind-blowing mention. And f- that was also, yeah, kind of Marvel-adjacent. Mm. And finally, Freddy turned into Stoppenheimer with those two in front of him. Deep cut there. The, the two yeah. people he was told to be quiet. Now it stops. Uh, hashtag BHL hates old people. Hashtag Toppenheimer. Hashtag the bussy never dies. <laughs> Not really sure what that's in reference <laughs> so to. So true. <laughs> Uh, Shelf Enthusiast says, Great pod as always, though gotta say I disagreed somewhat with your opinions on Barbie. I think the film was going for a more absurdist approach where the idea of what's real and what isn't is less important than the emotions the film is trying to display. Personally, I loved it, but I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Good to see another Friday pod. The boys are back in town. By the way, out of the two of you, Freddy definitely has the most Kennergy. What the fuck? Let's go! I mean, I can't disagree, but... It's good, to, it's good to hear it out loud. Uh, hashtag Toppenheimer. Hashtag I am Knuff. Hashtag bring back the bussy. <laughs> hashtag bring back the bussy. I think this is because I tried to shut it down last episode. Mm. Maybe this is a rebellion yeah. forming. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um, it's the resistance. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I've had also from people in my personal life, we've had kind of debates on the Barbie and Oppenheimer stuff. One of my friends said who really loved Oppenheimer, he was like, you guys really uh, slated Oppenheimer there. I was like, motherfucker, we, I gave it four stars. Yeah, four stars. We, talk, we talked about how great, I it was like, great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, maybe because we spend more time talking about the negatives, but yeah, like, just, that's like, not indicative there's, of what there's, we... There's not much to really, like, this was great. Okay, yeah. here's what I didn't like and why. It's, like, more there's, f- there's, it's much easier to talk about what was less good because there's more substance to going to detail and you know and it's it's also sometimes more fun to especially if it's silly criticism and mm-hmm. like kind of memes or whatever but anyway uh, on the barbie stuff i i can totally see that again i i get the absurdist thing i feel like it just i don't know it didn't they didn't commit to it enough in certain ways for me but it is what it is mm. I, I i respect the opinion and thank you Josie says, great pot as usual. I don't really have an interest in seeing Oppenheimer, but Barbie was an okay fun time for me, but I definitely prefer seeing Mission Impossible again over Barbenheimer. Can't wait to see your review on Dead Reckoning. And it was great seeing the dynamic duo back in person together. Thank Let's you, Josie. Go. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Cal W says, Barbenheimer is so much fun for me. It's such a genuinely wholesome moment in this kind of bad year for movies so far. Love both movies. I love that a three-hour movie that is mostly just people talking in rooms with black and white scenes and a comedy are making great money. It gives me hope. Very true. I also think, I think we talked about this, but the whole Barbenheimer phenomenon yeah, just was great. So great. Enjoyable. Movies and, are back. And, and wholesome. Movies and wholesome. are back, thanks to Cruz, yeah. even though he got screwed by this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cruz was, he fell on his sword for Barbenheimer. Yeah. To, to <laughs> really, he brought him back just to bankrupt himself. 
<laughs> uh, Josie says, I'd argue there are more bangers than misses this year. John Wick 4, Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, apparently, Guardians 3, Mario, and Spider-Verse. Uh, fair enough. I think there have been a couple of midders in there as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think compared to maybe last year mm. or the year before, definitely definitely some bangers. Yeah, we'll see at the end of the year. We can do like a little mm. recap. Daniel says, another really great and enjoyable episode. Keep up the Barman- Barbenheimer work. I truly loved Oppenheimer. Possibly the best cinema experience of the year for me. Truly fantastic. Especially seeing the bomb scene on the big screen. Fantastic. And the nuke scene was pretty cool too. The bomb <laughs> scene. Is this a... I think I think this must be uh, <laughs> some reference to some Killian sitting naked. Killian or sitting there being that's, a sexy boy. That's the bomb scene or something. <laughs> uh, and I haven't seen Barbie, but it looks okay. And I realize you can turn any film into an extremely nutty time. That is that is fair. We turned Oppenheimer into yeah. a very nutty time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Freddy actually liked a movie, Big W, but God, BHL what the hell? <laughs> BHL saying he's better than Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig, Big L. Well, we were definitely very serious about that. Uh, hashtag Freddy's a pig. Hashtag what the fuck? Topheimer. Hashtag sexy ass Gosling. Hashtag sexy ass Murphy. Hashtag some might say Oppenheimer has that dog in him. <laughs> hashtag Rip Cheadle. And hashtag I heart Bussy. It will never die. Who is Murphy? Oh, ki- sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> Lead role. Who is Killian? <laughs> um, <laughs> who is... You look genuinely so, like, shocked. Like, who is this Murphy they're talking about? <laughs> Josie says, I think I missed the hashtag in the last two episodes. So hashtag cue the intro, hashtag justice for Freddy, hashtag Bussenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> the poorly planned podcast clip says Barbenheimer. The Outlook says, in reference to this time code. Let's see. Sounds like something an old person hater would say. Hashtag mm. I heart old pussy. <laughs> God, Lele. Jaden says, I have to agree with Freddy. The Wonka trailer made me more excited for the Let's Wonka. Let's go. The Wonka Bonanza Spectacular. <laughs> Never mind. I take back my let's go. <laughs> Looks very fun, nutty, and whimsical. Also very disappointed. Neither of you talked about Keegan-Michael Key's appearance in the trailer. I didn't notice him. Where was he? Where was Key? Where was Key? Where was Key? I know he's in the movie. I didn't notice him in the trailer. Me neither. Key was the Oompa Loompa. We just... <laughs> we just he looks, assume it's Grant. He looks so much like Grant. Uh, hashtag Killian Murphy... Killian Murphy's killer thighs. Hashtag testicular... Testicle crusher Nolan. <laughs> hashtag Key the chocolate muncher. <laughs> hashtag Freddy is cinema security. Hashtag winner of most uncomfortable sex scene. That's a that's a big shout. Ooh, That'll be at the end nice, of the year. Nice. Hashtag blunt the drunk. Hashtag Hugh Grant the tiny dancer. Hashtag BHL hates old people and Greta Gerwig. I don't hate <laughs> old people or Greta Gerwig. You do. Hashtag Sloppin' Toppenheimer, the invention of the atomic pussy. <laughs> God damn Sloppin' it. Toppenheimer, the invention of the atomic <laughs> pussy. This is poetry. <laughs> Super Mason says, I'm with BHL and Wonka. I don't think it looks very good, and I don't think Timothy will be a good William. I'm also not a big fan <laughs> who addresses him as William. How dare you? William Wonka. <laughs> I'm also not a big fan of him because he's always felt like that high school douchebag that thinks he's better than everyone that's not <laughs> successful and it makes everyone who knew him mad, but that's just me. I don't know. I'll still see it for the for the Humpa Loompa. <laughs> the Humpa Loompa. Super thing. Super Mason should have our podcast. How did we not the do that? That's the best thing I've ever heard. The Humpa Goodness me. God, that is so good. That's amazing. Also, Loompa. also, Loki feel like there's some unresolved issues here towards someone well, yeah, in your high school. He, he did. He did try to sneak away with it. I don't know though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
You definitely know, though. You definitely know and possibly have, like, Timothy's face on a dartboard or something. Although, in a weird way, I don't not see it. I don't not see it. But the Hoompa Loompa. What a very shout. enjoyable. Logan says, funny thing happened to me when I saw Mission Impossible. We were sitting waiting for the movie to start, and the manager came in and said the file of the movie broke. I feel like Cruz had something to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> Cruz just sabotaging his own box office numbers. Well, you did actually have to go... Uh... Oh, yeah, ours was... Uh, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> look in your eyes. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> Hold the phone. Ours was also kind of fucked up. I had to go talk to someone. Yeah. There was, like, weird dots all yeah. over. Cruz? On a what, mad one? Cruz, what are you doing? Cruz on a mad one? Um, also, I was disappointed we didn't see Cruz before the movie, because uh, I saw that in America, where it's like him, like, hey, guys, thanks for coming out to... I don't know. Hey, everyone, thanks for coming to the movie. Hi, guys. He's Mater for some reason. <laughs> um... And finally, Anna Rag says, I'm really surprised that BHL managed to talk about Oppenheimer without mentioning how he wanted to reach into the screen and strangle Albert Einstein every time he was on screen. Hashtag BHL hates old people. Nice. Not, nice. My, not my favorite running joke we've had I, on this channel. <laughs> I very much enjoy this running joke. Mainly because it's not a joke. It's true. Okay. <laughs> when we were in Croatia, every old person you saw, you spat on. He <laughs> said it so realistically. Um, well... That is the pod for this week. I hope Ooh. you enjoyed. If you did, drop a like, subscribe, hit the bell button, leave a comment down below what you thought of this episode and Mission Impossible and other things. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating, a nice review. Tell your friends. Tell others, possibly. Mm-hmm. Your enemies? Tell, keep, tell keep your neutrals. Tell your neutrals. Um, you can also leave a comment on Spotify if you want. And, of course, we're on YouTube, where you can do the other things. You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, BHL underscore Hudson, Letterboxd, Real BHL Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at FDK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on Instagram at Fidelgard. You can find me on Letterboxd at FDK underscore Thwilms and on YouTube at FDK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. It knows my name. <laughs> <laughs>